This is Walleye Talk. I'm Dan Ryan. <laughs> I'm Will Newer. And this is Natalie Newer. Natalie, I'm going to be interrupting out. a little bit, but it should be hopefully tolerable. We're doing another Zoom Zoom meeting. We're getting down to the end of these things. One more to go, and uh, we'll be done for the season. Yeah, it's been a it's been a heck of a year. Bitter bittersweet time of year. Boy, it, I mean, it's coming to a very abrupt end here. Um, some of the, some of these years, you know, we get the. Uh, if you get get that warm weather all the way to the end of October, but she shut down and shut down quickly. Yeah. Not saying we're not still going to be out there. Oh, we got some time to go, but um, the weather next week just it's it's maybe the preferable way to end it. You know, instead of I I don't I don't have this experience anymore but i do remember times of my life where i like had put the boat away right because maybe i wasn't yep. around the lake or had other stuff going and uh and then had to sort of live through those nice late fall days where you want to be oh yeah where you're just begging to be out there and that's not the case at least for the next 10 days um on that same note fishing is wonderful right now but <laughs> it, it's gonna I think the bottom's gonna drop out here pretty quick so besides yeah. the, right now it's you're miserable and you're catching fish uh fairly soon it's gonna be miserable and you're working real hard for bites and right for the handful of bites you're gonna end up with that's a little hard to do especially on the tail end of the last month where you're yeah it's just been fantastic fishing in the entire Longville area um how has how how has the grind like this October grind been for you as compared to like let's say the big June grind like are you finding yourself enjoying it just as much or uh, more or less I would say my boat makes a huge huge difference in the fall my boat (laughs) it really shines when uh times are miserable like I, you know, I wake up with the trees ripping and when you wake up and it's dark out and you can hear the trees whipping. (laughs) You know, you're in for a doozy. Yeah. And then I just keep finding myself like, not too bad out here. (laughs) Not too bad out here. So I definitely noticed like during the Bonanza, you're, you were able to go pretty darn quick in those waves. Yeah. I was, Where I was, I mean, my boat's not that much shorter than yours is, but it makes a giant difference. Yeah, it, uh, I, th- that was a pretty remarkable, like, warrior, that's what they say, right? They're, like, warrior boats are not the fastest boats on the market until the wind blows. And, like... Is that we, their catchphrase? Well, I've just heard many, many warrior owners say that, you know, and... Uh, that, that's awesome. Take- that, is, that couldn't be more accurate. No, the takeoff on Bonanza, we left Sugar Point. By the time I was at battle, I had a 400-yard lead on the entire field. And it was right. it was ripping. And, and uh, I mean, we were bouncing around a little bit, but I was not, like, going after it too much. Yeah, that'd be the, the biggest difference. But, obviously, the weather wears on you. You know, everything hurts a little bit more. Right. 
Right. Uh, That's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Um, this week we're going to do um, a week review, talk about the walleye bonanza hosted by the one stop. We'll do a preview for if you're going fishing and then we're going to keep it short. We'll be out of here. Um, this year we were lucky enough to be sponsored by Portadoc, Muskie House Marine, the one stop in Longville, full stringer bait and tackle, Woman Lake Lodge. And uh, we're just super thankful that we have local businesses and all Minnesota businesses. Uh, Portadoc might not be quite local, even though you can find them at the Muskie House Marine. Uh, they are a Minnesota company. So happy to have some, some Minnesota companies sponsoring the podcast and justifying you uh, holding a baby at nine o'clock at night and doing a podcast. <laughs> Don't let me lie to you. I, I would be doing the same thing anyway. I mean, how do you not want to hold this thing? She's a 13 pounder. 13 pounds, eh? Oh, yeah. She's a doozy. You can see her jigging arm going already. Oh, yeah. She's wild. <laughs> um, let's jump right into it. How was uh, your week, Wilbur? You know, I, uh, I suffered a pretty... So, what was... Uh, I fished a couple times before the Bonanza... And that was stinking bonkers. Holy what? So we had the one day where, I don't know, in four hours we caught 40. And we caught quite a few fish in that 25 to 26 and three quarter inch range. And it was just bonkers. It was fan- It was awesome. Quarter ounce jig and a minnow. How does it get any better than that? Yeah. We were, you know, all by ourselves and fishing was easy it was good it was comfortable everyone enjoyed it um and then we went and did the bonanza uh and fishing was good there but we'll save that for the rest of the topic uh for the rest of the rest of the episode uh how was your week dan uh it was good yeah uh mostly on the big lake one trip on woman lake and how was woman lake uh, it was all right they were, they were like the most moody fish I've encountered in a while. Um, and not, not terribly moody, but Leech has been. You just didn't catch everyone you saw? Yeah. Yeah. Leech has been fine to me. Boy, you poor thing. I know. <laughs> it did. It was a hard adjustment for me. I'm like, God, the screen looks great right now. And, uh, <laughs> they're, not, they're not all biting. Uh, and that was a real windy day. And then they, uh, like we, we picked up a few throughout the, the afternoon and then uh, the last hour they were biting better and found some new ones. Keep finding some new ones out there. And uh, yeah. I wonder how this late fall stuff is going to translate to your springtime bite. Yeah. I don't know. I just think our, our toolkit is bigger. Both you and I, you know, we, we are, we've upgraded our, our, graphs and that just makes a big difference and you know you i used to have a real good idea of the areas fish would use you know a a saddle or a point or an inside turn and what i'm finding is quite often if they're not right on your the waypoint you've put down they are still pretty darn close to it and 
so the the use of side imaging just makes a big difference when that uh, comes into play because they might be 75 yards away from where you usually catch them and if you didn't have side imaging you'd maybe graph your your normal spot and then leave and now and five minutes worth of driving which you were going to make anyway yep um now just kind of saves your spot yeah it makes that location viable right so they just you know like the the what's coming to mind right now is a little saddle that i'd found fish on on woman before and they had just slid you know not very far 40 50 yards away from there on for sure still a fishy fishy area like an inside turn and a point that was just next to the saddle that i had fished in the past um so yeah i'm excited i'm already excited for spring 2021 but largely i don't know if it's anything like this year it's going to be just really hard to fish (laughs) 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 but we've had we've run into a couple lucky seasons your last two seasons have been just really uh we've been really fortunate to be able to to fish them yeah to fish in the area we are anyway for sure i think all of our lakes are in such great shape and there's even there's still some lakes that we don't fish that i'd like to get to you know right but we're lucky to be where we're where we are you want to do bonanza bonanza this is like i i'm kind of i kind of lost track of how many bonanzas we've had now this has got to be like eight or nine or yeah. something. Yeah, I think so. Probably like is, five years in, four or five years. Yeah. In. And I didn't do one this spring, which I will be doing one next spring. Um, this fall, we were out of Sugar Point Resort. Uh, we were raising money for the Miracle Bible Camp. Uh, fishing, they have a, that's right on Woman Lake there. Um, and they do some like fishing education courses. Um, and we were able to raise, uh, almost $400 for those guys, which is, you know, may not sound like much, but that's a lot of, that's a lot of rods for kids. That's a lot of tackle for kids. Um, so hopefully that'll, that'll go a long ways for them. Um, we had 25 boats, so we had 50 contestants. Um, and we didn't have 40 mile an hour West winds this year, which was great. (laughs) It's always something you worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Not to um, say it was calm out there. No, but it just blew a more friendly direction for the harbor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Mark and I, Mark Pordak and I, we fished together this year like we did last fall. And uh, we went to our first spot. And to our surprise, there was nobody there. Right? So we were pretty fired up about that. And then uh, we started our drift and I was pulling a creek chub and he's pitching a big swim bait. Um, And I got bit and then I broke off right away. And I broke off right at my swivel, which I thought was odd. So I quick tied one back on and I put it back down there and I got bit immediately. I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll catch this one. So I caught that fish and wouldn't you know it, that whole leader was sticking out of its mouth. <laughs> it was, and I wasn't even that big of a fish. It was like a 23 incher. Um, just shows, goes to show you should check your knots every time. 
A um, little while later, I caught another fish uh, and we ended up drifting way off. So I was pulling back onto it and I had a giant creek chub sitting in the water, like eight feet away from the boat and like a four foot muskie come up and bit me off on the surface. So that was interesting. Um, and then I had something really unfortunate happen to me. Um, I, I took a big wave and it flipped open my gas cap. Um, and then I ended up taking on some water into my gas. Mm. So I was able to fish a little while longer before my motor died out. And we ended up catching two more off that spot. Um, and luckily, luckily by that time, George Wells had showed up and we, I was on the phone with the mechanic and we were like, well, is there anything we could do? He's like, there's nothing you can do. I was like, okay, great. Now what? (laughs) So George Wells was there and he was so, he was nice enough to take time out of the Derby to, uh, to pull us the what four miles to, to sugar point resort. Um, which was awfully nice of him. It took us like 45 minutes to get pulled in. I can't thank him enough. I mean, I'd be at, I'd still be stuck at otter tail <laughs> if I wouldn't have got picked up. So um very thankful for that. But then we loaded up the boat and we were having a bad day. So we we're like, okay, well, yeah, you're having a bad day too, huh? Um, so we were having a, a kind of a bad day. So we're like, okay, we're, we're going to Jerry's. We're going to pick us up a, you know, a bushel of bush lights here. <laughs> so we went and did that. And then uh, we had like a half an hour. So we, uh, we were like, okay, let's stop at the dam and see if we can't get, fill our six fish here. Well, we get there and we started fishing like the rapids and stuff and nothing happened. So I used to fish the dam a lot as a kid. I'd ride my bike up there. So I kind of know some ins and outs so I went down and uh fished a pool I know about and I couldn't cast where I wanted to because I was using a we were using swim baits and I was using a bait caster and Mark had a spinning rod and he's just a much better you know overall angler I'll I'm not afraid to say that um I was like Mark you need to cast right there I can't get my swim bait in there I know you can well he didn't he cast it in that pool uh, we waited a second and then he caught a 24 inch, or 23 incher. I was like, no way. Uh, we got a shot, you know? So now we're like really trying hard. So I'd run around and we've got like two minutes left before we got to go. I just caught a pike. So I'm like, okay, this is probably, I may have two casts left. So I cast it out and all of a sudden I look over and Mark's got a fish and he's running up for the net. I'm like, that's probably a pike. I got to get this next cast in. It's a walleye, blankety blankety blank. It's a walleye. I was like, Mark, there's kids around. No, he didn't. He, there was no kids around. <laughs> so I ran over there, and uh, we get it measured. It's a twenty-four and a half incher. It's like, this is, like two nice fish in the half an hour. So we quick drive up to Sugar Point Resort, and uh, we ended up weighing over thirty pounds. We got to fish in a boat for about an hour and a half. And then uh, we dealt with the other garbage and then we fished for another half hour down at the dam and we ended with 30 pounds, took eighth place. 
I've never been so happy to lose. <laughs> right. I mean, we put together, we BS our way to a pretty good bag. Yeah. Very happy about that. It's a good I mean, well, an indicator of the day that people had too. like you had 30 pounds and you were in eighth place, you know, 30 pounds is. <laughs> oh, dude, nuts. Pretty good bag. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, how, how was your bonanza? Um, we had, we had a great time. Um, I, I finished in seventh place, just a hair ahead of you. And, uh, who'd you fish with? I fished with Bob McCullum. Yeah. He's a good, good customer, good friend at this point. And we've, we've fished quite a few of these together, won a couple together. And, um, it's kind of a tradition to try to get together for at least one a season. Um, and the he, guy's kind of a legend at this point. He's the dude who jumps out of the combine and drives up here and fishes and then drives home and jumps in the combine. Um, I'm surprised he just didn't drive the combine up here. <laughs> Why would he waste the time to get out of the combine? <laughs> and uh, it felt, I just had, I had good, good quality guide fish and that's it. I didn't have a, a great big fish plan. Um, often on Leech Lake, your big fish plan is solved by, catching a bunch of them um that would just right. wasn't the case for for us so, did you successfully do that what's that catch a bunch of them we caught a bunch of them yeah yep <laughs> that was the dragging giant chubs the whole day bob jigged the whole day and got you know he was getting bit far more i mean a jig in a minute was what you should be doing to catch walleyes um but the chubs were catching bigger fish so I needed to do that. The only time I got to fish a jig in a minute was when I got bit off and then I would just pitch a jig in a minute down there. And I think in the, those little windows of time that I got to fish a jig in a minute, I think I caught eight on a jig in a minute. Like, no, they were biting a jig in a minute really, really good. But they, <laughs> the school was largely 17 to 22 inches, you know? So, um, I, our smallest fish was 23 and a half. Our biggest was 26. And we had to work really hard to get those, those six, you know, we had to weed through the, the, the other million walleyes that were using the couple spots. The little, the little 18 and 19 inchers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Yep. <laughs> so, and I, you know, I kind of knew that going into it, but I didn't have a big fish plan. And then I figured if we got bit enough that we 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 have a shot. Um, well, you still had thirty something pounds, did you? Yeah, we had thirty one pounds. I think we had just a hair more than just a hair more than you. Um, but the team that won, um, what's their names again? Some new guys. They're one of them's out of Colorado, and then uh, the other guy's uh, what's he do? I think he sells he sells and installs refrigerators. I don't really know him that well. Colorado guy guy from um but they got some information out of some good sources on the southeast side um right. mark shill helped him out quite a bit um johnny mac he was right there too helping him out yeah he he, he kind of showed him like the ins and outs of the southeast side of the lake right and, and didn't they just butt up right next to those guys well i think it was they were all right with it um like it's a, those guys are real friendly to invite it to invite two new dudes in like that and have them fish right next to them. Um, but that spot that they, that these two guys, the guy from Colorado and the refrigerator guy that 
where they fished. Um, turned, I think first team, first place, second place, and big fish all came out of that spot. All came out of a 50-yard chunk, didn't it? Yep. Yeah. And I know for sure, like, Johnny Mac at one point said, you need to cast your, your Lindy rig here. And the Colorado guy did that. He cast a Lindy rig and then he was working it like a jerk bait and he caught a 26 and a half inch or doing that. I think. No, he didn't. So he didn't like these guys. I wouldn't say they like, well, they, they put together a good day for sure. Doing some real weird stuff, like working a Lindy rig in a Creek chub, like a jerk bait. I would never. That's a so I, I think uh, a lot of credit, a lot of credit is due to the those the the Pikedale crowd to invite some newcomers into that their honey hole. Uh, That's a testament to how good of people are are at that Pikedale Lodge. And I only know this because I saw a picture of Johnny Mac with a big walleye, and you could see the winners uh, right behind him, essentially. So, wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. What did they end up with? 40, 41, 41 pounds, 41 pounds. Well, that's a jumbo bag, 25 and a quarter. And, uh, I don't know what, the, what their biggest was. Must, they must've had a bunch of 26s and 27s. Right. But the big fish of the tournament, that was a 28 incher. Right. Um, you want to go over a couple of statistics there from the Bonanza? Sure. Okay. So there was only two blanks on the whole score sheet. Um, and I know one of them was Jim Lundgren and he caught fish. He just didn't want to, he didn't want to leave. So he didn't come up. Um, another group got kind of blown off. Um, so there out of 25 boats, there was 18 boats with over 20 pounds. And there was nine boats with over 30 pounds. Jeez. And then one over 40, which is, it was a huge, it was a huge, huge bags. Just yeah. crazy. And it, I mean, what a great day of, to, to fall on. It was not, it was not cold. You know, it was, nope. I think the high was 60 degrees or 58 or something. And uh, the wind was out of the Southeast. So launching out of Sugar Point, um, you had lots of friendly <laughs> Lots of friendly water to fish um, on that southeast side. Um, um, yeah, yeah, it it, and it was a super fishy day. It was uh, it was a little cloudy, uh, but the wind was out of the southeast at fifteen miles an hour. So, right. um, yeah, and the third place the third place team, couple local boys, went out of the Sugar Point Resort went out like a hundred feet, hit spot lock and never moved. <laughs> uh, yep. And they caught 36 pounds of walleyes. Geez. There's a lesson to be learned there. Patience. Right. Patience. I do. We, we can't do it. I, that, I feel like that was just the, a pretty great troll, but we need to, we need to give a little credit where credit's due. <laughs> I just let you keep going. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, Carl Swanson. For, for those who haven't heard. Right. <laughs> right. There's like three people left in the state of Minnesota who don't know. 
uh, Carl and Phil out of Pikeville. They they won uh, the Bonanza with 41. They kicked some serious butt out there. They caught a bunch of giants. And uh, those guys are – that's what they do. They do a Saturday tournament where they fish for one big fish a, a day. And uh, both of them are very – very tuned in on where to catch big walleyes on the east side and they do definitely deserve uh, a little bit of credit it doesn't happen on accident carl <laughs> carl was the correct colorado dude phil was the uh refrigerator, refrigerator guy but no they they caught him real good and they uh they they definitely out competed boats because they were with some other boats and there's some you should give some credit to guys who who can do that you know they're you're targeting the same select fish and you're the one catching them there's yeah your community your community hauling them and you're doing better than everyone else is doing you know and no one went to be at the community hole you know right well i was talking to uh i was talking to them and they said they they were coming up to their spot and usually it's, it is super crowded in there. Well, he said he'd come around the corner and there was two boats there. No, I know there hadn't been less than 10 boats there. Anytime I'd driven by that spot the last right. 10 days. So, but it was Sunday, you know, people were going home yeah. and uh, right time to go down there. Uh, <sighs> Yeah. So congrats. I had to, I had to pay them each $5. No. What did you do a side bet, Dan? I did a side bet with Carl. Oh, Carl's. And then I territory. You never know if he'll pay you back. Yeah, I know. But I turn him down pretty much every day I go out. He asks for a side bet. So I had to, I had to fulfill this one. It's too bad. You didn't have two casino chips. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and just that's just as good as money right right <laughs> uh, it was a good one man i it, i had a lot of fun i'm glad you put it on best way in ever that was by far the best way in ever i mean we say that we say that i've said that a couple of times where it's the best way in ever it's just the fishing out there is just so unreal sometimes yeah. um and it's it is just a great fishery, especially during these key times of year. So, yeah, I, I was just thinking that my two good buddies, Matt Holmgren and Lee Clancy, uh, I want them to just take, you should be taking a week of your life to fish Leech Lake uh, at the end of September or early October. If, if what right. is what you like to do, it's just no, I'm sure there are better places to be, but it's a pretty great place to be this time of year. I was looking at it. I was, well, on Facebook, it shows you memories. And uh, th- there's some years where the bite doesn't start until the 1st of October. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, th- but it certainly is happening. From what I can tell it, it, it is always started by the 1st of October. Oh yeah, for sure. Some years it's a little earlier though. Like this year was earlier, but yeah. Some years it's not great mid mid September weather, you know, that those west winds and cooling water helped us a lot. That helped us a ton this year for a real prolonged good fall bite. But if you aim for October one, it's hard to go wrong. 
Except that you're you, not going to miss it. If you come October 1st, you're not going to miss anything. Yeah. The fish you're are either going to be at the beginning the or the peak. Right. The weather could be crummy, but the fish are going to bite. Um, Boy, Lee, that was Lee t-shirt weather. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you mean it was 60? <laughs> what do you want to do? What, do you, what would you tell folks if they're going fishing this week? Bundle up. You know, you're, this is going to be the tail end of our, like, main daytime bite where, like, you can go out at – you could, like, the last three weeks almost, you could go out at any time of day and catch walleyes and catch a lot of walleyes. Well, that's really starting – going to taper off with this cold weather. So pick your times of day that you're going to go fishing wisely. Um, we're almost to the point where we're at turnover. Um, so anything you're, you're going to want to, um, fish those low light periods and almost kind of ice fish them where you're waiting, almost kind of waiting them out on some of these areas where they're going to move up and feed because they're, they don't have the metabolism to, um, process all the, all that they've eaten in time, you know? Uh, so, so they're going to really bulk all of their feeding in at one time, and then they're going to sit for 20 hours and just wait. Yeah. Yep. What's so funny, Dan? Well, the 20 hours thing. I, What's I, just, so funny I, I think you're right. I mean, I think they just spend a lot. They're, they're going to slide into their late fall winter habits and, uh, and, and the water cooled off a lot. I was on leech today, and it was 48 degrees on the east side. That's crazy. And 44 behind bear in that shallow stuff. Did you hear what's coming? Yeah, snow. We like saw, one to three. Yeah. We we saw some snowflakes today. What the heck's up with that? Just, it's that time, man. Could have happened a month ago. That's super true. Super true. And then, yeah, I don't, <sighs> we've mentioned it in the past, um, September, or, uh, Leech Lake is maybe not always the best bet, even though we've been talking about how great fishing is, uh, the next couple weeks here, your last couple weeks of the season, you might be better off on a small lake. For sure. Choosing your time wisely is also a little bit about you, you know, um, this time of year. What do you, what do you really have in you? Uh, and it's probably not more than four hours, and it's probably more than two and a half hours. So, where are you gonna? How are you gonna spend those two and a half hours um, in a productive way? And it's about time of day, and then being prepared so you're not uh, getting your butt kicked and freezing your butt off out, out there. Warm brandy helps. <laughs> helps everything <laughs> probably help get that kid to sleep <laughs> this is she has been going just bonkers all day <laughs> oh. we've had a good day um so you said something about choosing the little lakes um choosing your bait too is is pretty important if you're not concerned about catching you know a giant um i would bring you don't need to bring a ton of minnows, but, you know, try and bring some, you know, from like four inches down. Cause 
I mean, the fish that we were catching the last week have been eating real little minnows and that's going to continue. That trend will continue, especially on these little lakes. Yeah. Um, not every fish from here on out uh, is going to need to eat a five or seven inch Creek chub, right. but they do need to get something in their bellies eventually. Uh, and I think a smaller minnow is going to be a better presentation for that. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. You, we talked about, you, you've mentioned the metabolism thing a couple times and that there's that window of time when the water is, you know, between 50 and 60 degrees would be a real big window, but that is about it where they, it's like their sweet spot and they, they want to eat and they, they've got the energy to eat. And so uh, that's really, I think when, when the big chubs can, can shine and then uh, I think they get a little bit more, reserved with their feeding patterns after that so you you like look at the if you read any reports or read any have read any books about walleye fishing it's always 55 to 65 um and i would say that's true in the springtime but in the fall i i would say it's almost it's almost 48 to 58 is your prime numbers on on leech certainly you know you're also on leech especially um, maybe it's different on lakes that turn over, but um, right. I would say that's that's the, like as true a statement as I could come up with, you know? Yep, I would agree. But it probably does vary um, depending on which lake you're on. And you're certainly right about the springtime being 55 to 65 is the, is the sweet spot. But uh, this time of year, I think they're, they're feeling the urgency that comes with winter. Just Winter why, is coming. That's why I had my kids stacking wood. Um, I think that's about it for me. I've, I'm right in the middle of the fins and feathers deal. If you're listening. How, how was day one? Day one was pretty good. We, had, uh, we saw a few birds. We didn't, we didn't kill any birds this morning. And then we uh, had a great day of fishing, which is about right. I, I whispered to the kid, I'm like, I'm a much better fisherman than I am a grouse hunter. <laughs> <laughs> but i think we're gonna we're, we're gonna get a couple tomorrow and uh but it's great i'm i'm getting real excited my my lovely wife is helping me with the food part of it um that's awesome what's on the menu for tomorrow night is we're doing just a good old traditional fish fry and then we're doing pan fried grouse over wild rice uh oh. with a mushroom and cream sauce gonna be delicious real good Dan, I don't know how you don't weigh 400 pounds. I don't know either. I, I get so stressed about, I just was, my customers, when I got done fishing with them, uh, the Philippines, they were, they were making dinner and it was, it looked wonderful. They were making a really nice dinner. And I was like already nervous about the cooking part. I was hoping to see them eating, you know, like day old hamburgers or something where the bar would be set real low, but they're having <laughs> right. Eating, eating uh, mac and cheese and hot dogs. No, steak. They had apple crisp for, for, for dessert. So, but I'm, I'm making my mouth water, Dan. I can execute. This is going to be a real good Fins and Feathers 2020. And we'll do it again. We'll do it in uh, 2021. So it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Natty Ice is saying, let's say goodnight, huh? She, uh, she's about conked. For the first time in like eight hours. 
So I'm going to go put her to sleep. Thank you very much for listening to Walleye Talk. I'm Will Newer. I'm Dan Ryan. We'll see you next week.